0: My name is Chris Hoffman.
1: I'm Lisa Robinette and I wanted to share my experience of the Intuitive Intensive with Crystal Ann Compton
0: and Trisha Carr. The Intuitive Intensive was life-changing. I truly believe that the program is life-changing. (laughs) Life-changing.
1: There we go, done. (laughs) Life-changing.
0: I am an intuitive reader, channel, and a psychic development teacher and coach. These are not words that I thought I would be describing myself as at the beginning of 2018. Sitting here as a graduate of the Intuitive Intensive, I can tell you how powerful the teachings are of Crystal Ann Compton, the founder of the Lightworkers Lab, and Trisha Carr. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I do love them so very much and I am so grateful for the teachings that they have taught me through this course.
1: Sign up for the intuitive intensive. Just keep saying yes and be open and go forward with your heart and with love and you'll get to where you want to go. Really fun. Welcome to Charmed Life, a multimedia podcast discussing spirituality, magic, and the unconditional love of the universe. Thanks for tuning in. And I am your host, Trisha Carr. Welcome to this episode of Charmed Life. I have something to share with you all. I teased it in the last episode and now it is officially open. The 2020 intuitive intensive taught by myself and Crystal Ann Compton. This is our annual 12 week intensive program 8 weeks of immersive education and then 4 weeks of group coaching led by myself and crystalline Compton and if you don't know who crystalline Compton is then you know you got to know now she is my best friend and collaborator she's the founder of the lightworkers lab online spiritual community and if you don't know about the lightworkers lab go join it now amazing Online community. It's hosted on Facebook. It is so much more than a Facebook group. It is a true community of fellowship, education, expression. And it's really kind of like this parallel alternate universe where you can just love. The intention and assumption is love. And so I highly recommend you find the Lightworkers Lab. Check in the description here, however you're listening or watching, and you can join the Lightworkers Lab on Facebook. And then, of course, the link for the 2020 Intuitive Intensive. This is in the words of the students who have taken the 19 and 18 intensive life-changing and it is i it's in my words too because my life always changes when we do this program so go check it out the link is in the description full description like it's broken down the curriculum and everything that's going to happen and i'm just going to leave you guys to it so check that out and with that said i'm super excited to have on this program, someone who I heard her speak on another podcast, actually positive head, Brandon Beecham's podcast. And when I heard her, I was like, oh, so we're like sisters. That's all. (laughs) She's a lifestyle alchemist, naturopath, health practitioner, and a life and business coach. Welcome to
0: Charmed Life, Samantha Lotus. Ah, uh, thank you so much. I'm really excited and honored to be here. And right when I met you as well, I was like, "Ooh, this <laughs> woman. We have something here. We we get to play."
1: Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. I, we haven't actually had a very long conversation yet because we met in person at a filming of Optimistic. And let's let's talk about that. I haven't. I don't remember if Brandon Brandon did talk about it when he was on the program. So just to give you guys a little context of. If you didn't hear the episode of uh, w in which I had Brandon Beacham on who is the creator and host of positive head podcast and if you don't know about positive head, you got to get on positive head <laughs> <laughs> tip to go subscribe to positive head amazing podcast he actually released daily episodes. And Brandon was on my show uh, I think about two months ago. So several episodes back if whenever you're listening to this, go find that you'll, you'll you'll love it. But Samantha is is a great friend of Brandon's and you're working with the optimistic team now, right? I don't want to put I don't want to tell your story. So why don't you just <laughs> tell everyone about your journey mm. and the work
0: that you're doing? So very interesting, all of it that you're doing powerful work. Oh thank you so kindly. So right now, I am living, breathing, and playing in the optimistic uh, house here in Venice Beach, which is called the Mystic Manor. And it's a late-night TV show, consciousness hub, consciousness visionary art gallery, community center, vortex of quantum (laughs) leaps and expansion. And my role here is business development as well as being the retreat facilitator. So every week we have a new set of guests that come through and get to live with us for an entire week and go through uh, some really deep, immersive, Mm -hmm. experiential healing and transformation. I, I help guide that for several of the days. They have experiences with Kim Boda, who's Dr. Joe Dispenza's business partner. They get Akashic Records readings, a day with Brandon where they get to be on the podcast and be a part of the live filming. And really more than anything, we get to truly be nourished in connection and in community. Mm. And it's pretty life-changing as well. Yes, so I'm, I'm feeling very nourished at this wonderful expansion playground.
1: When I was talking about the Lightworkers Lab, I was thinking of Mystic Manor. And I was like, when I went to the the taping of the episode, that's what it's like, too. It, the, that love mm. is the intention and the assumption. And that is the space that is held. And, you know, we're just there for it. And I, I it's just so amazing. I love, I love that that's where we are, where we have these mm. communities and these fellowships.
0: Yeah. One of my favorite things and a big part of the work that I do is is working with deconditioning. Mm. So I get to see every single week, humans, beautiful humans coming in and reading their codes and their old programs and their old Mm. stories and their limitations and their traumas and their fears. And they come with all of this baggage. And then throughout the work, going through and releasing and alchemizing Alchemizing. and re-architecting, rewriting, you see them getting lighter and lighter and being more open and open and really coming to the truth of who they actually are, yeah. reclaiming themselves and stepping into their power. And as they leave you, seven days later, like they're completely new human. Yeah, And it feels really cool to be like factory line re-architecting <laughs> humans at, well <laughs> holding a space for them to get to do that really powerful work. Yeah, so That's
1: so been amazing. amazing. And you know, there are retreats and there are retreats and mm. I, I can't i can't I can't imagine one that is more transformative or I can imagine some that are only as transformative you know what i mean like if if you are if you're thinking that you really want some immersive something immersive like that um are there are the retreat spots open and probably not 19 we're almost done with 19
0: but probably in twenty. Yeah, we're, we're booked out for 2019 we actually mm-hmm. do have one or two spots in january oh, cool. and then you know at least one or two spots throughout the months coming all the way until uh june a mm-hmm. lot of them are booked but we do have a few spots amazing that's so great yeah. and so let's tell you you mentioned
1: optimistic optimistic the uh, late night style television program and it's so cool. So tell, tell everyone about the components of the, of the actual show.
0: Hmm. So the show is really fun. It starts off with a, with a meditation. I, I've been leading the grounding meditations to bring us into coherence and align the energy, align the field. Mm-hmm. And then Brandon does an opening monologue where he shares one of his synchronicities or stories or some wisdom that has dropped and that has been really um, present throughout the week. And we have a visionary artist who's painting or sculpting live on set, and they get to share their inspiration of what was coming through, what was being channeled through them. Mm. And we have one of our visionaries. So last week we had Dr. John Amaral, who Mm. is, you know, Gwyneth Paltrow's business partner. He's Tony Robbins' healer in Uh, He just shared his story about energy alchemy and all all of the healing things. We had Sonia Sophia. We had Preston Smiles, who's a good friend and mentor of mine, and just humans that are really doing the work. They're being the work and making massive positive impact in the world. Mm. So Brendan and them go into it. They have a wicked interview. And then the retreat guests actually have the opportunity to come on stage and be a part of the TV show and ask the guests some questions. And we get together and we party and we celebrate and uh, get, just get to really enjoy being in community. And there's a musical artist too. Yes. Yes. I, how did I forget? So we do have <laughs> a musical artist as well. So afterwards, we just get blessed and serenaded with conscious, connected, really emotionally intelligent music that mm. just really rewrites your cellular DNA. Some mm. of these musicians have just been incredible.
1: And I'm sure people are like, well, where is it? When can I, how can I, I want to see it now. What buttons do I click to see Optimistic? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so, we'll look- so you
0: can go, we can link it in the show notes, the positive head, uh, optimistic dot, I don't even know. Are they released? Optimistic now? to something. Positive yeah, that's head Something. We'll put it in there. I, <laughs> we'll link released, it there. Are they released? We'll, we'll now? link it for you. <laughs> yeah.
1: Are they released now? I. The last time I. Oh, heard to they... see
0: the show. Yeah. Okay. No. So to see the actual show, I mm-hmm. thought you meant to come to the retreat. Oh, yeah, you can come see to the, retreat. the show. Mm-hmm. Uh, it will be released in early 2020. Yeah. So we'll be putting out a campaign for sharing it and getting being a part of it. Mm. So we'll definitely keep you posted on on the release, right? It's it's very
1: exciting, but I want you guys to get excited because it's really amazing. Um, okay, well that's exciting, wonderful, and you are in. You moved to Venice to do all of this, and what what other kind of work do you do? And and you know, or maybe what your journey is like because you are really truly so dynamic and and really living that mastery as we wanted to discuss today. Really being that walking master. And mm-hmm. that's something that's been a part of my work lately, too. You know, I actually just did a retreat and I taught quantum mind mastery. And yes. my, my Mystic yes. Arts Academy, which is interesting, It's my I have my online uh, program. Well, actually, people can come in studio for it, too. Come here to class. I call it Mystic Arts Academy. Mm-hmm. And um, we talk about, you know, being the walking master, mind, body, and soul. But yes. yeah, let's tell me about that, the work that you're doing mm-hmm. at Lifestyle Alchemist, Mm. so, so
0: amazing. Thank you. Ever since I was a little girl, mm-hmm. I was obsessed with happiness. Mm. I, w- I came out of the womb happy. I didn't even cry when I was born. <laughs> and I, I was just a very curious uh positive i'm a leo i'm outgoing like i was just very bright ever since i was a little girl and when people would ask me what i wanted to be when i was older i would say an actress who makes people feel happy i want to be an encyclopedia because i want to know everything Mm. and when i turned nine and i started to learn about lighthouses i i realized that i want to be a lighthouse (laughs) wow and and that was what i would say when i was a little girl And then, you know, going through my own journey of having parents who really struggled with mental health issues and depression and alcohol and poverty mindset and a lot of challenges in my immediate, um, in, my, in my parents and my stepdad, I just got to see, you know, how, how hard life is for a lot of people. I got to really be immersed in the sickness, the stress, the disease, the depression, the oppression, like the constriction mm. and it seemed as if everyone in my family was sick and they all have cancer. They all have mental he- health issues. They're all depressed. And, and it, it, it seemed like the community and everywhere I was looking I was, and I didn't understand it. And so I remember making a commitment, like I'm going to learn how to help my mommy and daddy be happy and healthy. Mm. That was what I was going to do. And so I went into psychology. My, my major was in psychology, sociology, and then a minor in philosophy. And I became obsessed with the human mind. I was mm-hmm. like, okay, this is it. Like, it's psychology. And then when I went to pre med school, I realized, well, oh, we're not looking at, at, at nutrition or we're not mm-hmm. looking at like natural ways to heal people. We're just gonna give them drugs. And, and it just didn't make sense to me. I was like, well, no, there, ha- like, there has to be a way. There are happy people. Like, what are their secrets? So I became obsessed with happiness. I traveled the world studying all sorts of cultures, all sorts of philosophies and religions. And, and I, I ended up living in Korea, mm. studying pre-med. And that's where I was introduced to Ayurveda and to traditional Chinese and Korean medicine, medicine and Eastern philosophies. And I started studying with yogis and monks. And I learned all of these different things. And I, I asked myself, well, how did I not hear about that? How does no one know about that in the West? And so then I was like, okay, it's all about nutrition and naturopathy. And then I realized, well, there's something else missing what about the soul? Mm. So then I went deep into spirituality and metaphysics and alchemy, the original art form, the original medicine of transforming density into gold, dense metals or uh, dense energetics into Mm -hmm. something really valuable. Mm -hmm. And throughout my own journey of chronic disease and depression and anxiety and all sorts of health challenges and mental health challenges, I had the opportunity to really understand why this was going on and what it would take for me to heal myself, and when I unpeeled all of those layers, and, and not just in terms of health, but in terms of our society and our conditioning and all of the different factors that are against us from thriving, it blew me open, and I knew that I was on this planet to help others that were going through what I had went through as well. Mm.
1: Wow. That's quite a journey, that's amazing, I love it. And I need to slow down on the amazing. Kurt, will you give me a shock every time I say amazing? But I I don't know what else to say, look at her. She's- I love you, you can't have have too much amazing. (laughs) I just noticed it. Anyway, but really and truly, I love the alchemy because that's what, and you know, if we talk about, we can talk about it in each of the domain of the triune being, mind, body, soul, or mind, body, spirit. And if we we look, as you're talking about the mental health and the areas of the density, that that's there to, that we, we actually called that in as a challenge to show us how to expand. And that's so powerful. So the things that are... Uh, maybe people call it in the shadow or things that are the shadow aspects are actually there not to be cut off from us, not to be shamed, not to be, you know, even removed exactly. They're to be alchemized and transmuted into the beauty that is part of the journey. That is the journey, the whole purpose of being here.
0: Yes, absolutely. Something that you said when you said mind, body, spirit, I know that we like to think of it as a triangle and I actually see things as a cube Mm. and mind, body, spirit and connection, community, surroundings, Mm -hmm. you know, that's what the thing with like health and healing and psychology, a lot of it doesn't take into account society and how we've been culturalized and, and conditioned and socialized to be. And so really like understanding that, You know, with the shadow and the shame and the ways we've been, a lot of it isn't even ours. A lot of it has been passed down to us through our genealogy or through our society or through our culture, through our religion. And most of us are carrying baggage that is not ours to carry. And so when we can see that and we can have so much compassion for ourselves, because a lot of us really shame, we like meta-shame, shame the shame, guilt the guilt, blame ourselves for all of the different things. And we beat ourselves up endlessly. But if we can have compassion and realize that the, the alchemy, the transformation is, is only going to come through love and forgiveness and from bringing light into the darkness, mm-hmm. that's where the true magic is so true and that's
1: the reason that there is density anyway you know we come into this world as pure consciousness with the the mental facility not being developed it's also fresh and brand new and then it's the response and the engagement they're relating to the conditioning and the conditioning mm-hmm. representation of the conditioning starts with the parental units typically the mom just because we come out of the the female body And so it starts in utero even, and that's – but she's just a representation of it because she has received the conditioning as well, and then when we have that contrast to what is pure and true, then there is a reaction, and then the the brain starts to make associations about that, and then we arrest it. That's what becomes the density, and the density Mm. is just some kind of pattern. But what was always offered there, even though we didn't have the tools yet as tiny little perfect beings and fragile little bodies (laughs) is that we didn't we didn't know we were learning compassion as you say you know that's what we were really doing we were we get to now go and fix and and not fix even just hold space for that timeline and see oh i actually had it like um like the wizard of oz it was with me all along (laughs) how i could be home how i could be light and now it doesn't matter that in some timeline because time is we are not subject to time time is subject to us we create it that we get to do that on the journey, which is, Um, that meta experience it's it's above and beyond the linearity of time and we get to click our heels three times together and be the light when we were only two years old and our mother was having a moment of disconnection that's how that's what i'm seeing that's the whole thing is to go into this mechanism but then it works again from the inside out because as we make that change then we shift the landscape of that connection of the society right Mm. like as an ocean you know a new a fresh drop of water in in the ocean
0: Yeah, I really love that. You know, I feel like people, a lot of us imagine that the world is how we see it, right? We perceive, we we experience the world. And so that is the way that it is. We experience our story. And so that is the way that it is. And all perspectives are real to Mm -hmm. you. Mm -hmm. However, they are not the capital T truth. And when Mm -hmm. people can realize that when things happen, the way that we interpret them and the way that we react to them and the way that we choose to move forward makes the biggest difference. Yes. So say all of these things, you know, being abused and, and going through a lot of challenges and getting cancer, like my mom got cancer and the whole thing, I could see myself as a victim. And I did for a long time. Mm-hmm. I blamed my mom. I blamed my parents. I blamed society. I blamed being a woman. I blamed it all. And when I really saw, wow, okay, I am stuck in victim mentality mm-hmm. and I am seeing it as this happened to me which, you know, it could have been true. That That is- it's definitely
1: a perspective true. that is true. There is a- Definitely perspective. There is a layer of that being accurate. Yes.
0: Yeah. <laughs> and I, I really asked myself, I was like, is is this story about me being a victim, is this effective? Mm-hmm. Like, does this feel good? Is this empowering me? And I got to really ask that. And I was like, oh my gosh, no. Mm-hmm. So I had the opportunity to, I like to say like find the golden lining. Mm-hmm. And, and then it was like, well, how did this happen for me? How did it, this happen- through me as me. And why is this here as a gift? And then I got to realize, wow, I needed, I chose, my soul chose to come into physical incarnation. And I chose those parents because I needed to experience what I went through to be able to have the compassion, the empathy, and to develop the tools Because that is my mission here on this planet. Mm. And I could never really serve from a place of just theoretical knowledge. I had to serve from experiential knowledge. Mm. And so this was the perfect environment for me. Mm. And through doing that, I have now been able to travel the world, hosting workshops and masterminds and retreats, uh, working with thousands and thousands of people, being able to help them shift their lives. And that would have never happened had I chosen to stay in the victimhood mentality. Yes. So it's we really have the opportunity to choose how our lives are going to be and to architect how our lives are going to be.
1: That's re- really beautiful. And how, so you you were talking about when you, uh, when people come into the the uh, mystic manor and you're working with them, uh, get into the process a bit because I know people's ears pricked up about like, whoa, how does she see the patterns and, you know, the codes and to turn on the, you know, more of the soul light and to alchemize and all of that. Get into your, to so what did that process feels like or how you got mm. in or the path to it?
0: Mm. So what they actually experience here, like kind of just show that process? I mean your process, yeah. Sure. What
1: it is, because you know, I have yeah. I'm a medium, I'm a multidimensional medium, and we, we love to talk about we like to get as way out there as possible. And I know you're out there as well. <laughs> as grounded. Mm. <laughs> you're the whole package.
0: So Thank people you. do love I, to I hear like about it. Yeah. I'm less uh it's less of a spiritual or uh, like a psychic thing that happens. It's more of of uh, intellectualized process that I have, where mm. I've I've worked in for over twelve years now, and I can just read a person extremely, mm. extremely well from the way that their eyes shift when they're looking mm. at you, or they're, the way that their hands twitch, or the way that they hold themselves, or interact. And I have specific little ways of asking things mm-hmm. and interacting with people that I'm that I'm constantly reading the feedback. Mm. So there's that. There's just the observation and being able to read a person, and then some of the activities that we do are. You know, opening a circle by asking what what brought you here, what are your intentions? Like, how would you like to show up? What would you like to receive from this? And then the way that they answer gives me some indicators. I bring them through a timeline meditation where uh, we go through, and it's this whole process, and it's called the deathbed meditation. And so Mm. I bring them to their deathbed, Mm. Uh, and this is something I like to do for myself. I often think about my deathbed and how I want to feel when I'm dying and looking back on my life. So. We go through this really deep process um, where they're tapping into their higher self and their soul. And then afterwards, we go through some really deep uh, alchemy of some lower vibration emotions. So somatic releasing of guilt Mm -hmm. and shame and blame and resentment. And we go through different activities that take it layers and layers and layers deeper where they're able to release and share and meet those energies and then rewrite different stories. So there's activities, there's somatic release, there's journaling, there's dance, there's human connection, and then a lot of uh, group conversation where we get to go through and process together.
1: That's great. It sounds like w- when you were talking about the first bit we were saying essentially uh, sensory acuity and the feedback sounds a lot like neuro-linguistic programming. Have you have you I studied do work NLP? With
0: neuro- neuro-linguistic okay, programming.
1: yeah, me too. I yeah, I'm studying. I'm I'm becoming a practitioner in
0: NLP right now. So oh, <laughs> I was amazing. like cool. there's so many great tools totally. that you can anchor in through NLP. Mm-hmm. I also use tapping and mm-hmm. we just had Sonia Sophia here which is so great. There's so many little things that you can do to tap into the physical body, which holds emotions and energies and traumas, and then the mental body, which creates the stories and perceives and uh, architects the ways in which we navigate reality. Mm. And then you can affect the energetic body by being in community spaces like this, by hugging, by eye-gazing, by holding hands, by using authentic relating and, and then also Reiki healing and some of the other modalities that we use here. So it really does connect to that, that mind, body, spirit, community aspect. Mm, Wow. And then organic foods, we have organic and vegan food, really fresh living food, Mm -hmm. pure water that's been blessed Mm -hmm. and energy vortex. So it's, it's really cool to just see the entirety of the holistic type of model that, that we have here. And that's also what's duplicated in, in my personal coaching where it's not just psychology or nutrition or herbal medicine or any of it. It's, all of it together so that we could really optimize all of the different facets of a person's life.
1: Do you think that we can? I know a lot of people would wonder that's great and all, and we can create microcosms of this new earth and this whole earth and this whole society, whole being, community, and communing with one another. Do you think we can get there on a grand scale and a global scale sometime soon? <laughs> soon? Do we feel that in our timeline? Do you feel it in our timeline?
0: I, feel, I believe so yeah mm-hmm. and yeah. I feel like I feel like there will always be differences there will always mm-hmm. be opposites I don't believe in a utopian world mm-hmm. I, I feel like because if everyone if it was completely utopian there, there would still be differences that would separate I, I feel mm-hmm. like we do live in a reality where there is the illusion of separation mm-hmm. and we're constantly in polarity. Yeah. However, I do believe that consciousness, the way that things are going and growing, that more and more of the population are coming on board and coming online and things are shifting in the energy energy is raising in its frequency. And so I do believe in a world that has way more peace, way more unity and has that sense of a global community. Um, so yeah, I, I do see that. And if you look at the,
1: the children the souls that are coming to the earth now and they're (sighs) different i mean it's it's your generation as well but then the even the the very the very young now the youth now and i think it's wonderful that the hubs that that we're creating are i think they're we're holding vibrational space so that those children can be appropriately served and nurtured and you know watered so that they can do the work that they're here to do but that 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 wave of people those children those souls that are coming in right like that's all you can do yeah. Woo! like you said <laughs> it's a lot i thought that yeah. we were a lot <laughs> the, one of, one of the biggest pains was.
0: i have in my heart is mm-hmm. um is the educational model, especially yeah. the public, public system mm-hmm. where we squash children into boxes, into seats, into singular modalities of teaching. Yeah. It's really hard for boys, especially mm. little boys do to not sit. thrive in those situations. Right. And so we just stuff them and, and really emasculate even from a young age, a little boy and the masculine energy mm-hmm. and, and our school system is just so outdated. Yeah. Uh, and And even the parenting, the way that a lot of like the older type of parenting is of of just like really intensely molding the children and squeezing the life out of them and and trying to like create these adults as their children. uh, I feel like one of the biggest needs is to have like proactive, positive parenting and open child centric, child centred, expanded type of education for children where we really give them this space to grow into their unique gifts rather than teaching people how to be employees. Because that is how the education program is right now. Mm -hmm. It's just training children to be cogs in wheels. And that's not where our world is going. It's moving into an entrepreneurial, really creative and unique embodied purpose type of planet. And so the education model is becoming obsolete in the way that it is. And something new really has an opportunity to emerge. And
1: some of those children... Are the reason you know they forced it they forced the yeah. a shift in in that system because they would not they they shall not fit into that system you know the, you, you you would have to tie them down in order for them to fit into it. But, you know, there. I have some friends who – I'm not actually a parent myself, of, not of humans. But I have friends with children who are – there are more schools that are starting to emerge. It's probably not the norm. But I know – I have a friend who has kids who are in an online charter school. And so it's just, like, yeah. so different. And both of her kids love it. One of her kids is, like uh, – they're both boys. And one of her kids is so, so sensitive that, yeah – Physically, emotionally, nervous system, all of it. And sitting in a classroom, this was like, it sounds like she's telling my story. Sitting in a classroom, for me, I like dread the fluorescent lighting, the, uh, you know, compressed air conditioning and all of that. It just, I still like the, you know, the path is a spiral. I still do some uncovering of releasing from those 12 or so years of being in the box. But now there are options for... For children, that's starting to come, and again, like it's it's had to happen because the children are not conformists. They just aren't. Their beings, their bodies, their souls, the energy they're bringing is so different, and that's something I can, like I say, I think can give us hope because it's just changing things.
0: Hmm. Yeah, I do feel that as well, mm-hmm. and I'm super grateful that things really are shifting. I see. You know, we can look at the world in whichever perspective we want. Mm-hmm. We can look at all of the war that's still happening, and the corruption, yeah. and the crazy presidential whatevers and, and the violence. And like, especially if anyone watches the news, like one of the best decisions I made was 10 years ago, maybe, maybe even more. I, I stopped, I didn't, I haven't had a TV in probably 15 years and I stopped watching the news and even letting anyone tell me about the news. yeah I have a hard boundary about the news. Mm. And, and the reason is, is that when that, when you consume the news your worldview is that the world is going to shit. Yeah. And when your, your worldview is that everything is dying, then you, you go into fight or flight mode and makes you um, be more consumeristic and mm-hmm. less communal and, and less creative and yeah. all of these different things. And so I, I choose to see the world in a way that it's getting better. There's less wars, the most peaceful climate there ever was. There are more and more opportunities. The resources are being shared. And yes, there are still challenges. Mm-hmm. And choosing to see the world as getting better and better enables me a, a easier time to breathe and feel like I can contribute cuz I can make an impact mm-hmm. rather than the fatalistic view that it's you know going to hell it's so true and you know i
1: we that is a part of the conditioning that we sort of came up with certainly parents and grandparents that we were conditioned that listening to the news is responsible it's a responsible <laughs> citizenship <laughs> Principle, but the truth is, especially now, maybe it was not. It was still true in our grandparents' day. It just was <laughs> that the news is a commercial outlet and it is programming. It's literally called news programming. I actually read. uh I don't know how I got down this rabbit hole. It it, it was some kind of piece of research. And they started women's magazines in about the 40s so that they could sell women's products. And then they invent – oh, this is how I did it. Because I was curious about body hair, you know, removing body hair and how this custom and this practice started. And actually younger people are refusing to do that. They, they don't – they refuse to conform to I have to shave my legs and my arms as, as women. And I thought that was really – awesome then of course why would you have to because of some societal pressure change something that is a natural function of your body and i went down so i went down this rabbit hole and i found out that women didn't really shave their underarms until women's magazines happened they they were trying to figure out a way and i that's i'm not going to say the brand well i will gillette basically <laughs> was selling men's razors and they're like how can we expand the market and then they created women's magazines and started telling them they had to shave their arms their underarms, yeah. and to sell yeah. more razors. <laughs> and now, we're so conditioned, like, when 70 go- years, 80 years later, we're like, do I have to? Do I have to? If I wear this dress, will I be shunned from society? You know, it's like, amazing. Yeah. That energy
0: is so old. And it's, we're still like dealing with it. We're still uncovering it. Totally. When I go to my grandparents' place, they love to watch TV all the time. And sometimes I'll see commercials and it's wild because I haven't seen commercials in years. And especially the ones about medications. Mm. Like, Oh, do you have gas or digestion? Oh, do you have diabetes? Well here, t- like, do you want to live and have a happy life? Take this pill yeah. at the end. It's like, and you may die. Your brain may blow out of your head. Your heart might explode. da, 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 da. But don't but worry, if that happens, that take candy. this other medicine that we sell, you know. <laughs> and it, like, that is the thing, you know. Scary. My, my biggest wish for people is to really discern, mm-hmm. to to recognize that marketing, billboards, commercials, you are being pitched to, you mm-hmm. are being brainwashed, you are being conditioned. The way that they do it, it's specific. They pay billions of dollars to have incredible marketers figure out what humans will buy and consume. And then they take your pain and they package it up in pretty beautiful, bubbly, whatever, and sell it to you. And that's, what's keeping you sick, stressed, disease, depressed, and disempowered. Yes. And so when you can recognize to turn off that channel and to turn on channels like this show, like mm-hmm. Positive Head, yeah. like some of the holistic naturopathic um, magazines out there or, or YouTube channels out there, and you start to fill your head with things that are positive for you and enhancing and supportive, it's a game changer. So really being aware of what you're consuming, not just the food that you eat, but the information that you're taking in. And
1: that's probably another component. I think you're touching on how we are moving into that whole earth and new more of a new earth model is because we do have the freedom to publish things. We have the facility. We you know what I mean? Like we have this the technology is also on our side as well as, you know, being utilized well I don't want, I don't think of it as a threat because of course we know we are sovereign beings but that awakening awakening to it and then we're able to use the community uh, the 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 um commun- the communal aspects of the way that we connect now and continue to allow that light to expand and I think that when we see the negativity the negativity will fight back because that's mm-hmm. The energy that it's made of. It's made of survival. It's made of, it's produced out of the fight flight, as you're saying. And fight flight is literally going to fight and flight and flee, and it's going to do that. And so, as consciousness is rising and outseating those conditioned, you know, patterns, those patterns will fight back. And so, I choose to see the things that would be disappointing as oh, it's just because they're actually those mechanisms, those patterns are actually dying. And that's their, that's their, they're fighting back. So they're fighting for their death. But all we have to do is maintain the expansion and maintain the light and maintain all of those, the positive that is actually negating (laughs) the negative.
0: It's, it's so powerful what Mm -hmm. you just said, especially when, for anyone out there who's going through transformation or Mm -hmm. change or like breaking up with a relationship that's mm-hmm. not healthy or quitting smoking or mm-hmm. anything, you need to know beforehand that there is a part of you, the, the identity part of you that has wrapped around being a smoker or being in this relationship mm-hmm. or keeping yourself small. There's a part of you that is going to die. Yeah. And when there's that part of you that is going to die, it is can be painful. And and because a part of you doesn't want to die, it it wants to live, especially when it comes to some of these old programs or the viruses or the parts of the ego that wants to keep you safe and small. And so when you recognize that growth is death and rebirth in some ways, Mm -hmm. you can be prepared knowing, okay, yes, this is going to be challenging, potentially, there might be some struggle here, there might be some challenges, and... Keep your eye on the prize, know who you're becoming, be very clear on what it is that you desire and allow your desires to override some of the fear or the challenge of that transformation. And when you can really anchor that in, you have a, you have an energy and a cadence and a momentum uh, and a really powerful foundation that will allow you to move through. Mm. So, cause I see it a lot where, where people are so attached to the part of them. That they don't want to, that they want to let go of, but they can't because their identity is wrapped around it, and they feel like that is who they are. Mm-hmm. But we are not fixed; yeah. we are mutable. We are constantly changing, and so allowing yourself to recognize that you are a fluid in in your identity more than you were probably taught that you were.
1: Yes, you know, we have the the primitive mechanism, that primitive mind, that is all about homeostasis it's all about maintaining and and resisting change because change is threatening change could mean death but in but in truth that is death that is the mechanism of death it just doesn't know any better and the the empowerment comes when we actually surrender to the process and the process is mutable it is fluid as you're saying so when we can just surrender because that we don't know and we don't know what's going to be because that, again, the homeostasis has to know what's going to be, but we actually just surrender to the fluidity, that process of everything is the only thing that is true is that there's always change. The only thing that doesn't change is that there is change, you know, that kind of deal. Then mm. we become a part of the harmony and the the universality and the flow and and the one song. That's when we actually start to play our part
0: in the one song. Mm. I could not agree more Mm. and I really for my journey of surrender had been had been so challenging. Mm -hmm. I was very masculine dominant for my whole life and growing up in a patriarchal society where the feminine of flow and surrender and receiving, that was not something that was ever promoted to me, yeah. uh, especially I was raised by my grandfather predominantly, who was old school. And and so I thought that if I wanted something, well, I need to work really hard. Mm-hmm. I need to control it. I need to fight for it. I need to claim it. And and like I was always controlling my, my surroundings. I, I even had OCD as a little girl mm-hmm. because I felt like this need to control everything. And there's so much suffering in that because life doesn't always happen in the way that you want it to or the way that I want it to. And so anytime it wouldn't work out, I would freak out. I couldn't take it. Cause like that, that attachment to it needing to be a certain way. And over the past quite a few years now, allowing myself this the this space and the grace to be in flow and to be surrendered and to allow things to shift and change, as you mentioned, oh my gosh, I do not suffer. Yeah. And the way that things work out is even better than I would have imagined. Definitely, It's so, so well, really allowing. Yeah,
1: if you want your wild, if you want something to happen beyond your wildest dreams, it means that your wildest dreams cannot come true, <laughs> and that's yeah. great because you don't have to be. You know, if you already knew the end of the story, then it wouldn't be any fun.
0: <laughs> you know, a lot of us think it would. Like, oh, it would be great to just know everything. But the truth is, is would you play a video game where? you would just walk through the game. There were no <laughs> exactly. real obstacles. You just picked a flower, you ate a meal. And for 90 to hundred years, just, just walking through the game, you yeah. would get so bored yeah. if you knew everything. That's why we came into physical incarnation is because it's about the surprise. It's about the experience. It's about the remembering. Mm. It's about being treated with the gift that is the physical senses and exploration and the unknown, So it's, it's just so fun when you get, when we start playing in the space of surrender Mm. and allowing the universe to really guide us and bless us and then meet that with, yes, we get to do, we still get to go out and create and decide and make plans. As long as we have that fluidity, we really harmonize the energy of masculine and feminine uh, and live in accordance to the universal laws. Mm. Yes.
1: Mm. You have some exciting things coming up, including... A podcast, right? And a program. Oh, gosh, I yes. want to hear. Them. I don't know about these. Tell me all about them.
0: I'm so excited. So, uh, I've been on over 90 podcasts now. <laughs> Amazing. <which is laughs> so much fun. And uh, I've had a lot of people ask me, you know, where they can find all of these podcasts or where they can hear more. And I hadn't really been putting it in a place regularly. And so I decided I'm going to launch my own podcast uh, in January, January 11th. And it's called The real life, but better. I love the reality it. Reality hacking podcast. Mm, amazing. <laughs> so that one's really fun. Last amazing of the it.
1: episode, I promise,
0: but it's so, <laughs> gone. so great. I love it. Yeah. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Thank you. And then I have a program called rewrite your reality. Mm-hmm. And that one is going to be relaunched in January as well. And it goes through all of the different stages and phases of re-architecting your reality of healing from old wounds and patterns and programs and creating Uh, and alchemizing a a new reality for yourself so that i'm really excited for as well is that a group
1: program or individual how does that one work so
0: that one it's uh it's individual and group so it's an there's uh eight online modules Mm -hmm. and then we have a group facebook and we we go in and do some work together and everybody has an opportunity that joins the program to have a one-on-one with me as well
1: it's so good. You know, the community aspect. I know for myself personally, when I was sort of more in my oh, beginning my awakening practice, I was nervous about doing things that were communal because I thought, oh, I'll feel exposed or it's going to be awkward. But no, it is the energy expands a, a thousand times <laughs> by every heart, every soul, every connection in that group. Group programs are just like undeniably powerful.
0: Yeah. A lot of people think that they're the only people that experience this, that they're alone. Mm-hmm. And then when you have a group program, you realize, oh my gosh, this person's going through exact same thing. Wow. You went through this too. And and they build the most beautiful friendships yeah. and partnerships and businesses after going through an experience like that together. So yeah, the, the power of community again, and I'll say it again and again is monumental, especially when you're going through uh, an awakening process mm-hmm. or a spiritual journey or choosing to, transform an aspect or the entirety of your life.
1: And I like how you said choosing to transform because if you are someone who's listening and you're like, well, I don't think I've had the awakening yet and I want to have, how do I have an awakening? Well, it, I hear that sometimes and I'm like, well, you know what? If you're here, you you are, <laughs> you are having an awakening. If you're just asking the question, um, it doesn't necessarily mean that you are, it's going to be something that makes you you know see angels now or, or you know what I mean you, you definitely quit your job or something it doesn't have to be something that is demonstrative whatever however it happens for you is exactly right so if you're asking the question but you want to get some more tools and expansion then a program like Samantha's is really the place to
0: be mm. thank you so much how Appreciate about the
1: podcast you. so how is the podcast is it going to be you what what is the format are you having guests?
0: I want to know more. Yeah. So once a week, it'll be just me for now. Mm -hmm. And then once a week, I will have an interview with a leader, a visionary, a superhero, an alchemist, somebody who has been able to hack their own reality and create an epic life for themselves while helping others do the same.
1: Oh, great. And it's going to be, is it just video? I mean, excuse me, is it just audio or will it be video as well?
0: For myself, it'll be probably just audio. And then for my guests, it'll be video. But you do have a YouTube channel too. I do. Yeah. yeah. Bit.ly slash Samantha Lotus YouTube. And there my intention is to give away all of my information just for free on health and nutrition and wellness and uh, just some of the tools and the thoughts that I have that have been helpful for me. Oh, great. I have
1: just started, I have to share since we're talking, You just started to touch on Health and wellness, and I I just started doing either time restricted feeding or intermittent fasting consistently, consciously, and it you know I could not even have again when I surrendered to the process I couldn't imagine the benefits, and so immediately with something like tweaking just one thing, and it's for me this particular practice is really not that hard. I kind of naturally gravitate toward a a pretty long fast but I just need to do it in a more organized way or more conscious way and I found out that if I go to bed not metabolizing, you know, without food in my digestive system. I sleep like the dead and I have all of the spiritual stuff that you need <laughs> when you're sleeping too. And it immediately it balanced my blood sugar, my glycemic response. Mm-hmm. It did so many things. So just tweaking one little thing in your and your health
0: practice can immediately give you results. Absolutely. Because our bodies are our vessels for Mm -hmm. the soul to come through. And when it's clogged and in pain, and filled with junk and toxins, or constantly digesting, Mm -hmm. constantly being in repair mode, it, you're not, you're not a clear channel. Yeah. And so uh, are you doing a 16, eight or what's your, what's Usu- your ratio of fasting?
1: Usually uh, it's, it's either eight or 10, you know, so either way, awesome. if it's eight or yeah. 10, it totally works out for me. Um, I, I do I favor that. the eight, but sometimes just with the organization of my day, I have too many sessions and, and I'll, I'll do 10. And that totally works too, because I, as long, like I say, as long as I am not, Eat, I don't. I don't have metabolism happening as I go to sleep. It seems to have the remarkable results, and I I found out because I was eating like dates in the morning, which are great, great food. But after just one one time of doing the uh, the the um eight, I got all of my food in within eight hours, so I had probably sixteen hours, I guess, of fasting. And the next morning, I had my dates, and it was like I had just had a like two Twinkies or something, because I was like, whoa, there's a lot of sugar in that. And I wasn't having that, you know what I mean? Like that immediate response yeah. to how much sugar is in dates. And I just had to add some more nuts. I just wasn't quite balanced enough with the protein as well.
0: Mm. So I,
1: I was like really impressed, like one night, one day. Yeah, <laughs> how it I love reset that something. you're
0: experimenting because mm-hmm. I, I do not believe that there's a one size fit all for no, nutrition, completely. for diet, for, for anything like that. And so for anyone out there listening, you know, yeah, maybe try fasting, maybe work with intermittent fasting or try an elimination diet or go paleo or Mm -hmm. remove gluten from your diet. If, if your, your body is telling you things. And so really allowing yourself to not just learn from a textbook, what is right for you, Mm -hmm. but really testing it out and and refining and attuning the connection that you have with your body, because it is a sacred vessel. It's the manifestation of your soul and, You know, when it's working well and it's healthy, you are thriving. And that's something – that's a gift that you give yourself for every single day, every single moment of your life. And
1: like you said, not it's not one size fits all from – being to being. But I find that even with myself, I haven't had one size fit all because I'm a different being at different times of this journey. And so listening to it and and shifting in some way, you talked about being in constant repair, like the inflammation, being inflamed in your tissues is a state of constant repair. And that literally arrests your psychic energy, your intuitive energy, your life force energy from Mm -hmm. it, you know, from the effective flow
0: that is intended. Absolutely. Absolutely. Wow. I love that you said that. It's so important. I, I'm a big advocate, even though I don't think nutrition's the most important thing out of all of it, it's really it, it is a huge yeah. pillar. And so really Definitely. yeah, really just recognizing that you deserve it too. You know, you mm. deserve to feel healthy and, and well and to nourish your body with foods that make you feel good. Mm. And to recognize that it's not always easy because of how society has set it up to keep us fat yeah. and sick. Because yes. that's what benefits the system. Like and the news. So when you can, <laughs> just like the news. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So when you can lift the veil of illusion, see behind it and realize, like, wow, is this really nourishing my soul or is this feeding the pockets of deep corporations? Mm-hmm. And what do I choose? Right. And I, and that doesn't mean that you can't ever have a Twinkie or a piece of pizza. It's just about being in balance and having a ratio that feels really good. Mm-hmm. It's like 80 20, you know, yeah. 80% super pure, perfect diet and 20%. I love sweet potato fries. Oh, Give gosh, me yeah. all of them. I had them yesterday. Know, so. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yes. Wow. This has been so uh, fulfilling. That's what I'll say. Mm. So so really wonderful to to connect and, and to learn about all of the magic that you're doing on this beautiful world. Um, is there something, anything that you would like to share as we are wrapping up today for this episode? Any last mm. thing?
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, Mm -hmm. I think the the most important thing that anyone could really understand or like really have land for them is my belief is that we are the co-creators of our reality. Mm -hmm. No matter what hand you have been dealt or what has happened to you or what has been given or not given to you, you have the opportunity to really reclaim your health, your happiness, your fulfillment, your freedom, your life. And nobody else can do it better than you. Mm -hmm. No one can love you or care for you better than you can for yourself and so when you choose if you choose as you choose to fully reclaim yourself you give yourself the greatest gift and get to truly align with why you're here on this planet and there is nothing more fulfilling than that so Mm. recognize that you are way more powerful than anyone has ever potentially conditioned you to believe that you are not you have that power and you are the co-creator
1: and we need you we need who we you need really you. are we all do yeah. and and that's how you that's how you serve all of us and yeah, yeah. beautiful mm. well everyone all of the links to Samantha's work are in this description and I mean, gosh, maybe sometime we can get in studio together, too. That would be really great.
0: Yes. Yeah, would you be fun. on my podcast? Oh, my
1: gosh. Hello. Please. Thank you. I, yeah, <laughs>
0: we have to hang out. I just yeah. so love you and appreciate you. And I'm so curious about you. And I want to just dive in and know all of the things.
1: Yeah, let's learn all the things. <laughs> OK. <laughs> right. Well, everyone, check out all of Samantha's work. And just, again, a million times, so much gratitude for the work that you're doing and for coming on the program today, Samantha Lotus. it's been a joy
0: thank you so much Mwah! Mwah. until next
1: time yes and everyone again i'm grateful for you for connecting to this podcast a reminder that you can watch it as a video on youtube.com slash trisha and of course any podcast outlet i'm doing my mini episodes in between these main episodes right now i'm in a series a, a series of mini episodes metaphysics of the bible let's look at this culturalized piece of literature and see where there is some alchemy to uh, as an opportunity to alchemize because it is so influential in our society, isn't it? So check out my episodes on that in between my main episodes. And as always, thank you for tuning in. I love you, whoever you are. Hey guys, it's Trisha Carr. I have new exciting things going on with my Mystic Arts Academy. You can now subscribe to receive all of the live monthly content for about a third of the investment of a single class. Included are at least one downloadable guided meditation per month. Two live events ranging from classes, channeled messages, group readings, intuitive development guidance, Q&A sessions, and tons of community. You'll also have access to a private Facebook community for fellowship and support, and this space is kept super sacred and high vibrational. Your subscription gives you access to the whole library of classes and live events, which are on a vast array of topics. All events are offered online by Zoom video call and many are also offered live in person at my studio here in Los Angeles. Subscribing to the Mystic Arts Academy is also a way for you to support the Charmed Life podcast and engage on a deeper level. I'm offering the subscription at a super low rate of $22 a month. Joining now locks in this rate for as long as you're subscribed. Click on the description of this episode or go to my website, trishacarcharm.com, and click on Mystic Arts Academy. I look forward to connecting.